you are divine. Good morning, my beautiful pumpkins. I know this is like a little surprise episode. We never put out episodes of the podcast on a random Saturday. But I actually intended to get this episode out to y'all tomorrow, but I I had a bad day yesterday. Like I had a bad day yesterday where basically that's what I should call it something else because I feel like a bad day sounds either very OnlyFans of me or it sounds like it sounds like she's in her OnlyFans arc or it sounds like I've been like sick or something and no, neither of those things, which like, even if I was in my OnlyFans arc, like that's fine. We support sex work on this podcast. Sex work is work, but, um, and if I was ill, like it could be called a bed day. I'm not trying to shade myself, but I feel like I need a new name for it. But bed day is basically because I am self-employed, uh, it doesn't happen very often. Truly. I, not that I need to defend myself here, but I having my sun and moon both in the sixth house, um, and I'm a Taurus sun and my midheavens in Virgo. I have like the work ethic of, I don't even know something ridiculous. So I feel like I often don't spend a lot of time just relaxing, but, um, yesterday was the first day in many, many, many days that I, I had the opportunity to take a rest day and not become behind in any work that I've been creating. So, uh, cause if y'all didn't know and you don't follow the YouTube channel, uh, the month of November, I have committed to uploading three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I don't know why I'm like this. I don't know why I challenge myself to do these things, but I, I've been not only doing that, but like, I want to say, I don't know if we talked about it in any of the hot girl episodes yet, but my other goals for the month, like we're just we're playing a little catch up before we get into the astrology updates. So if you don't care about this, like just fast forward a few minutes. Um, but for my like say no November energy that I'm bringing to the table, I have said no to the snooze button. So I get up at 6.15 every single day. Sometimes I do hit snooze once, so I don't know why I'm calling it that, but I only allot myself one singular snooze. And that's basically just to like fully wake up. Usually I don't actually go back to sleep. Um, so I'm out of bed before 6.30 every single day. Um, I have not been looking at my analytics page, like at all, uh, which is crazy to me. Usually I am full force in my analytics. I feel like it gives me like a dopamine rush and I haven't been looking at my analytics anywhere, not for the podcast, not for Instagram, not for YouTube, not for TikTok, nowhere. I have been looking at zero analytics and for the first time in my entire career. So almost a decade online. This is actually, technically it's been longer than that because my first YouTube channel was in 2010, but I almost don't count that because it was never as serious as in 2013. So <clears throat> I say almost a decade online. Um, and 2013 was when I actually became self-employed. So anyways, 
beside the point. Um, I have never just like not been in my analytics trying to control everything. And that's something that I've really challenged myself to do this month is zero analytics. And then uh, me and my husband, my husband is my I would say that he's like my full-time video editor, but he also does like brand management and stuff. So, um, he has also agreed to do the analytic report at the end of the month and just kind of see what, what happened. Uh, my point to doing this is to fully putting my faith in the divine and not being so divine masculine in my career 24 seven and just like allowing myself to flow and create without thinking about how other people are going to view what I'm doing. So, um, no snooze, no analytics. And I've also been doing no socializing before noon, which I feel like in the past I've done challenges like this, but like I wouldn't be awake in the day until like 2 p.m. So it was like, oh, yeah, haha, I didn't socialize until noon, but I slept until 2 p.m. So I just get to socialize all night. And now that I get up at like 6.15 every day, I do have a significant amount of time where no socializing is happening. So what I mean by that is like, I don't just mean like no discord and no Instagram, which I do still check in every single morning on Instagram. I send y'all a picture in my stories before 7am always, because that is me holding myself accountable and my community holding me accountable to see that I am awake at this time every single day because I've committed to it. Um, and we are five days in and I am five days strong. Uh, and so I do that, but I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm surprised I have such determined willpower because I literally post the picture and then I shut, I have an extra phone. I've talked about this before. I don't keep social media on my phone because I have a very addictive, I don't want to say I have an addictive personality because I don't think that's true. I don't have an addictive personality. I just tend to get really addicted to the validation and the analytics. So I don't keep it on my phone and I haven't for a very long time. Uh, like I would say for the better part of the last like two years, I haven't kept social media on my phone because I recognize that it really just like takes from my life instead of gives back. And so I have like an extra phone that we just, it's an older outdated. I think it's like a eight, a model eight iPhone that my husband and I just have because like when we got new phones the last few times, we just kept that one. We didn't sell it or give it back to the store. And so it's just like a Wi-Fi phone. I can't take it out of the house and use it, but, uh, I just use it for social media. It's my social media phone. So even if I like make a reel or a TikTok or something, um, I will send it to that phone and post it through that phone. Um, and I feel like if any of y'all want to snatch that idea up, if you have like an extra device, even if it's like an iPad or something that you don't use, I know that that's a big ask because not everybody just has pieces of technology laying around. I'm very fortunate to have that. But if you do, I encourage you to do that because I think it has made a huge difference in how I operate in the world. Um, I don't spend a boatload of time just mindlessly scrolling social media. Uh, but uh, I have like the discipline of I don't even know what because I uh, 
open that, I take my picture, I post the time, I say good morning, and then I shut the phone immediately back down. Once I make sure the picture has posted, because like it takes a second to upload, I hit the power button on that iPhone and I turn it off. And I don't know how I've been able to do it, but I have not sat and scrolled. I have really stuck with it. And I think... I think it's also because like the more days that you do something and show up, the easier and easier it becomes. It like snowballs basically into feeling good about that thing. So uh, those are my like three things that I have been since the beginning of November. Um, like I said, it's been five days, which I am a huge believer in three days, three weeks, three months, which the first three days are absolutely the hardest. If you're doing something brand new, the first three weeks is when you start to feel used to it. And then three months, it becomes an actual habit that you don't even have to think about anymore. So that's kind of my, I don't plan to stop doing these things. Like I want to carry these all the way into January and then into my life. But this is just the first month that I've been doing it. So um, there was something else I was going to say about that though. Like, oh, I should add this to my habits too. Like this should be my fourth, but I can't even remember what I was going to say about that. I don't even know why we got on this tangent, my fucking ADHD brain, I swear. Um, but <clears throat> it is early is what I'm saying. We're doing a sneaky little podcast on Saturday morning, which for me, it is the morning. It is 7.05 AM. I literally got up and y'all listen, I know there are going to be some haters that listen to this podcast that are going to be like, Chloe, you're ridiculous, but I don't care. I feel like if 2020 taught us anything, I mean, it taught us a lot of things, but if it taught us anything, it's to let people enjoy things because that year was very difficult for, I'm going to say like 95 plus percent of the population, maybe even like 99% of the population. And if there was like a shred of joy that you could keep in your life, you should keep it. Like there were people that would keep their Christmas trees up until March. And at first people were like, oh my God, it's January 1st. Take your tree down, loser. And then the internet came for those people and were like, no, fuck y'all. Let people enjoy things. If they want to keep their tree up all year, if that's what makes them happy, let them do that. And I am definitely on that side of things. Um, also, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I think it is a fucking colonizer's holiday. So we do not celebrate in this house. Um, but I think that also like I, everybody will be like, wait until after Thanksgiving. Nah, uh, literally after Dia de las Muertos on November 2nd, uh, my home becomes Yuletide. Uh, and I wanted to bring it up because I just, y'all... We really need to, we really need to put our hats off to romanticizing your life because she really is that bitch romanticizing everything in your life. I feel like the more I'm able to be present and actually give gratitude to the, the activities that I'm doing in my day to day life, the more I find that I am just like a more joyful person. Uh, so today I got up, I made myself, I know I've been drinking so much coffee y'all. I think for December, we might have to do like a 30 days of no coffee because I've been drinking about two cups a day and there was a time period where I didn't have coffee for over a month. And I would really like to get back to that. I feel like I've been drinking a little too much coffee. I don't know if it's because the weather has gotten super rainy and that just makes me want cozy cups of coffee or if it's like, 
I'm waking up so early that I feel like I need that caffeine rush in the morning. I'm not really sure exactly why I'm like this, but I do feel like I need to do something about it in the future. Not this month. We're doing too much this month already. Um, oh, that's why I brought that up. I brought it up with y'all because I was telling you that I'm uploading three times, three days a week on my YouTube channel. And while I have been doing that, I've also made like a lot of really positive changes to my life. So I've just like, November has been my month of commitment. But anyways, back on the romanticizing, I just want to like paint the picture before we get into the astrology stuff. So I know, I feel like we just did like eight side stories because I was already talking about this and then I got sidetracked. But my point is that for romanticizing and why I'm like, y'all are going to hate me for this. Some of y'all that are just like bah humbug about it. But after Dia de las Muertos, it becomes Yuletide in my house. Like that is, I have been this way since I think my entire marriage, which I've been married almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years next year. We actually just hit nine years married. And in that... I have always been this person. <laughs> Even when we used to celebrate Thanksgiving, I was always like, yeah, but it's Christmas and we don't need to wait until November 27th to make it that. And my husband, who is a cute little precious December baby, um, a little Sagittarius, I love it for him and for me. Um, he at one time was like, you can't celebrate Christmas until, or Yule until, well, no, it was Christmas back then. You can't celebrate Christmas until after my birthday. And his birthday is December 14th. And I was like, uh, no, we are not doing Yuletide for two weeks. Absolutely not. Um, and now I think we all just kind of embrace the, the holiday warmth in this house as soon as it hits. Like I said, if 2020 taught us anything, it's enjoy your motherfucking life. But to paint the picture of the romanticism, I woke up, I brushed my teeth, of course, I put on, I was wearing just like a t-shirt to bed, so I put sweats on because actually, what is the temperature? Hey Siri, what is the current temperature? She might have a hard time telling me. I feel like when I don't have my phone with me in the morning. It's currently clear and 39 degrees. Oh my God. It's not, it's under 40. It's fucking cold outside y'all. I feel like for November, that's actually pretty cold here. Like I know it's November, so we are getting into the co even cooler months, but I feel like that's kind of cold here. Anyways, um, it was a little chilly. So I got up, I put some sweats on, which oh, these sweats are so cute. I don't think I've ever shown them to y'all like anywhere on my channel or Instagram, but they say they're from Disney World um, and they say won't stop dreaming, won't stop dreaming. And they have like a little heart and a moon and they're pink and they're cute. I got them at Disney World when I went for my 31st birthday this past year. And um, so I put those on and I prattled out to the kitchen with all my stuff, which I always bring like my, I leave my phone on its charger until afternoon, but um, I bring my iPad, my headphones, uh, and I grab all the decks. Like I often go to bed with tarot decks next to me because I'll read my tarot cards before I go to bed a lot of times. And I carry like usually this massive stack of stuff out of the room and, uh, I head over to the kitchen. Sometimes I'll just have water in the morning, but 
lately because of the cold weather, I've been reaching for coffee almost immediately, which I know that's such a garbage habit and I don't even like it within myself, but I don't know. I feel like I'm having a sweet little love affair with caffeine right now and we're just going to allow it because it's what I want. It's what she deserves waking up in the dark every day. Uh, so prattle into the kitchen. I usually do fill up my water. Like I have my water cup here with me too. And I make myself a cup of coffee. I had some nut pods, peppermint creamer. So I poured that into my coffee with a little bit of sugar. Usually I don't do sugar in my coffee, but again, I feel like during the holiday season, I tend to give myself a little bit more grace. If I want like the super sugary coffee, I'm okay with it. Like Literally this time of year only happens once this time of year. So um, I do put a little bit of sugar in my coffee. I use the Nut Pods Peppermint Creamer. It's so good. Oh, and then for the first time, because I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, I was going to wait until middle of November and I could, I just could not, I could not cr contain the little Christmas carolers that are living in my heart. Okay. So I went over to my little candle drawer where I keep all of my extra Bath and Body Works candles and I pulled all the holiday scents out. And I was like, oh, which one is today, my friends? I wasn't quite ready for fresh balsam, which is like my favorite scent for Christmas and for the Yuletide season. It just smells like Yule trees and it makes me really happy. But I almost picked that one and I was like, no, I think it's a little too soon for trees. Uh, so I actually, and I'm kind of kicking myself. I feel like I need to go back and order another one or go pick one up locally. Uh, but I had a tis the season candle from last year that I've just like kept in a drawer because I don't light them unless it's this time of year, if they're this smell, but I had like a third of a candle left. And so I pulled that out and I was like, yes, this is the one. It smells like simmering cinnamon, apple-y deliciousness. It's called tis the season. It comes out every year. It's one of the like holiday signature scents. And I lit that in my office. I've got my flameless candles on right now too. Um, I brought my coffee in here and I turned on some Christmas lo-fi on YouTube. <clears throat> and today is the day. Today is the first day that I'm like really in the holiday spirit. Um, I pulled out this mug, which I use this mug all year round. If you're somebody that's followed me since my coffee days, my gaming channel, this mug is actually in my profile photo on that channel. It says warm and cozy and it's a red mug with a gold handle and a white bottom. I have had this mug, I think since 2015 or 16. And it's like, this is the mug I always say is my self-care mug. Like when I'm having a self-care day, I use this mug all year round, but it technically was a holiday mug that I bought in 2015, I think. I think it was 2015. It might've even been 2014, actually. I've had her for a really long time. I wonder if there's a date. No, I'm looking at the bottom of the cup. There's no date to tell me when this was made, but it's just, it's not even like the most aesthetically pleasing mug. It was just one that like back at that time, I wasn't really making ends meet super well. So spending $5 on a Target mug was kind of obscene. Like I could barely feed myself, but it like sparked joy, if you will. And I remember purchasing it and it was just like something that made me feel good <clears throat> when I was going through a really difficult time. And so now like this mug, like until it breaks, man, it's going to be my ride or die. I love this mug. It's been with me for so long and through so many seasons of my life. 
Uh, but I pulled it down today and I was like, yes, this is the only holiday mug that we have out right now. All of our fall and Halloween mugs are still out. And I was like, cause we <laughs> just one more thing before the, before we get into the astrology stuff, my husband and I are very much those people. Like we are mug collectors and we have so many mugs that we have to cycle them out during different seasons because we have an entire like two shelf little nook where we keep these, but we have so many that they don't all fit. And we, we even go through and donate mugs periodically, but we also collect the been there mugs from Starbucks. So we have like a few of those from different places we've been on vacation. Those stay out all year round, but then we have like autumn and holiday mugs for like uh the halloween season or dia de los muertos season so we have like a bunch of those that we need to put away soon uh and then we have a selection of christmas mugs that of course we'll put away and then bring out during this time of the year and we have mugs that we attribute to the springtime that we'll bring out and then put away when summer actually our we don't have summer mugs we only have spring we have like spring mugs Halloween mugs, Christmas mugs, and we cycle those out. We should have a fucking summer. Well, here's the thing. Summer is iced coffee season, so you don't really need a mug. That's probably why we don't. And we do have cups that we use for iced coffee. So in any case, I'm going to take one more little sip of this delicious peppermint coffee, and then we're going to get into this astrology report. Mm. Okay. Oh no, she's already getting cold. I'm gonna take a second sip. I'm sorry. This is your opportunity to get a coffee or take a sip of yours too. Okay. So you'll be so proud of me. <laughs> I actually pulled the astrology chart today. I feel like I often come to these and I will not have a chart, but I will have like some notes. Today I have no notes, but I have a chart in front of me. So I've just pulled the chart for this full moon that is coming up on November 8th. I want to say it peaks around 2 to 3 a.m. Pacific time, but um, I don't think that you have to be with it right at the peak. You know, it's I actually don't recommend doing practice during eclipse stuff. You know what I actually want to say on that? Just for my magic practitioners out there. I was actually having a conversation in my discord just yesterday about this, uh, which links down below with some other practitioners, other witches, other magical people. And there is very much a divide on if you should practice magic during an eclipse or not. And I'm of the mind of not to do it. And I'm a chaos witch. Like you would think that eclipses would be my shit and I would be about it. But because I have had my own negative adverse reaction to eclipse magic, which I talked about in the last uh, moon episode that we we did. Um, I've had my own adverse reaction to moon magic during an eclipse, so I do not personally use it. I also really do believe that it is up to the practitioner. And if you are somebody that that shit works for you, I I and like I'm just gonna say it. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like you're the person that has to deal with those repercussions if there are any. So like. Yes, I have my own opinion of it, but I don't think that just because this is something that Chloe Taylor said that you should rule your life by that. I think that if you feel called and you also know, like, I think that's the whole thing. Like, if you're scared, don't do it because you're going to get in exactly, you're going to get out exactly what you put in. But... <clears throat> 
If you feel calm and confident, and this is something you've done before, and you're a seasoned practitioner, a seasoned witch, a seasoned mag a seasoned magical worker, I, you know, unpopular opinion, but I say do whatever the hell you want. Like, people are going to do what they want anyways. And again, it's my personal opinion not to because of the experiences I've had. But there are some people that I'm sure have had very positive experiences with eclipse magic. So just want to put that out there. I also would recommend, though, if you don't feel firmly grounded in your own protection magic, you need to get that down first. Like, I would not recommend being a baby witch and going in all hands on deck and just being like, yeah, whatever, I'm wild in. I would not recommend that. Um, basically, don't do what I did. <laughs> Uh, when I was a baby witch and I did eclipse magic like a fool. Uh, but, you know, I think it's always up to the practitioner. So um, we do have this lunar eclipse in Taurus coming up November 8th. Like I said, it peaks close to 3 a.m. I have some opinions about this eclipse that are on kind of both sides of the spectrum. So Number one, I really want to make a serious note here about how the sun, the moon, and Uranus are all at 16 degrees. So, of course, the sun is in Scorpio. The moon is in Taurus. This is what makes it, uh, this is what makes it a full moon. This is what makes it a full moon. And these, basically what makes it an eclipse is where they are hitting the uh, nodes of the moon, which are the north and south node. Uh, that we could talk about that another time. I don't think anybody that is here listening really cares to know why it's an eclipse, but <clears throat> we have the north and south node present here as well. Of course, we have the south node sitting with Scorpio, the north node sitting with Taurus, and we also have Uranus in Taurus at 16 degrees. They are all sitting at the same degree. And the reason I wanted to point this out is because when we have something making a strong degree aspect, especially a planet like Uranus, which is like the father of chaos, um, during energy that is already so chaotic, ugh, it just, it does not look good to me. And I'm not saying that your life is going to go belly up because I think that 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 would just be an unprofessional thing for me to say, because I don't think every single, however many billions of people we have on the planet, I don't think every single person is going to have an adverse reaction to this. However, I do feel that where anything has been destabilizing you in your life, you are going to be made painfully aware of. Because Uranus is already very uncomfortable in the sign of Taurus. It has been there for several years now, I believe. It still has a lot more time to go. Uranus is a very slow moving planet. But because we have this destabilizing energy of the eclipse happening right on top of it, this to me just breeds chaos. And I understand that eclipses already are a little chaotic, but to see it make such a strong aspect to Uranus like that, that makes me uncomfortable just looking at it. I saw this and I was like, ooh, girl, that is intense. I don't know if I like that. Um, so Uranus, basically how to me this is interacting is it is we already have this eclipse happening in the sign of Taurus. Taurus is our stabilizer, right? Taurus rules personal finance. Uh, it is an earth sign. So we can think about like earth problems, uh, meaning not just like material problems, but actual like 
supply lines, uh, crops, things like that, like actual like soil, earth, plant problems. Uh, and I feel like this to me is a very destabilizing moment. And I also want to point out to y'all that are in America, this is election day. This happens on election day. And I feel sometimes like these motherfuckers plan this shit on purpose. I don't think it's a coincidence that they would plan something like this on an eclipse while this is happening. So I do feel like this is just going to be a very chaotic day. I would not be surprised if there are some kind of like, I wouldn't even say some kind, I would say a significant amount of adverse headlines, just because as soon as we pop the cork on election stuff. I mean, I think when we actually get to an election year, things always get even crazier. Now, please remember, I am an American. So I'm going to talk about America, because I'm an American, like it's it's something that impacts me being here. And I don't have the global perspective of every single country. But um, what I will say is I do feel like things really heat up on an actual like presidential election year, like crazy, like, I don't even engage with media during that time because I think it's so much of it is just propaganda so much of it is propaganda and so much of it is just like pulling on crazy stories who can get the craziest headlines I would rather look at people's plans and make my decisions from there um but not even like putting all of that aside we're not in a presidential election year but we are starting to get into like the election stuff, right? These are like the midterms. These are also important. So I feel like we might see some headlines come out of the woodwork for this because oftentimes when election is in full swing, we see, we start to see a lot of those like headlines will be saved for that time. And it's unfortunate, but that's how the media works. They want the shock factor. So I would say like, you know, the news might be a little cray on this day, especially in America. Um, but I also feel like we will probably receive some kind of news on, I don't know if, like, I don't even want to make claims like, oh, the destabilization of anything, because I feel like we're already there. Like if you, I don't really engage with the news personally, because it makes my anxiety really, really bad, and then I can't function. Um, but even if you take a moment to look at the news today, I feel like we already see these things. Things already feel out of whack. We're always receiving destabilizing news. But I do feel like this has a potential to be a little more specific, like something going on with the actual planet or especially with Uranus here. But I just kind of expect a little bit of nonsense that day. Um, and I feel like even leading in, we might be feeling it. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like when we come into eclipses, I kind of start to feel that energy before it's even upon us. And then a little bit after like the week of the eclipse is a little intense. So that's why I wanted to get this episode out to you before November 8th is because if you're feeling like unexplained anxious feelings, if you are like just out of nowhere, please know that like eclipse energy is very like that. Um, and it might not even just be you, especially if it feels like it's like foreign to you and you're like, why is this happening? It can be that you are highly sensitive to these energies because they do, I believe personally that, you know, look at what the moon does to the ocean and how much water are we, we can't think that the moon just does nothing. So I do feel like we kind of get this heightened sense of emotion, heightened sense of awareness and I anticipate that it might be a little more chaotic than normal. Um, now, 
I also see what else is here that we've got going on. I mean, we do also have Venus, it looks like, and Mercury hanging out in Scorpio. My goodness. If if y'all have any babies right now uh, on this day, not only will they be an eclipse baby, but uh, they will have a Scorpio stellium in their chart. Sun, Mercury, Venus, all in Scorpio. They'll have a stellium. So intense little children. <laughs> Just wanted to point that out. Uh, it looks like we also have... Saturn, uh, I mean, you have to remember that. I don't know if I've heard anybody else talking about this, but we do have Saturn squaring both of these, Saturn squaring the sun, Saturn squaring the moon, uh, because Saturn is an Aquarius. So whenever we talk about a certain sign of like where something is, um, it's in a fixed sign. So it's it's going to make aspects to other fixed signs. Scorpio is a fixed sign. Taurus is a fixed sign. This is the same if we had Saturn in a mutable sign. It could make aspects to the other mutable signs when there are significant mutable transits. Uh, and the same with cardinal signs. So I do feel like when Saturn squares uh, different places, <laughs> when it squares things, it can make these really harsh aspects and it makes us feel like it's harder to move. It's harder to do things. It's like, for example, wherever Taurus rolls up in your chart specifically, because this is a Taurus lunar eclipse, it might feel like you are in this like deadlock and you can't move forward in the way that you would like to. You feel like there is pressure on you. For myself, personally, Taurus is in my sixth house. I'm a Sagittarius rising. You can figure that out by going by your rising or by pulling your own birth chart and seeing if you have any major Taurus placements. But um, you can always look at, like, if you're like, oh, I don't have any planets in Taurus, that doesn't matter. You still have a house that corresponds. Everybody has a Taurus placement, um, especially if you're using the whole sign house system. I always look at it this way, that the day that you were born at the time at the place, the constellation of Taurus was still in the sky. It didn't fall out of the sky the day that you were born at the time in the place. So it still made an aspect to you in some kind of way. Um, even if it's just a house that's being lit up for you. So this is going to affect that area of your life. For me, as I said, if you're a Sagittarius rising, this will hit your sixth house of routines, coworkers, and health. And I don't want to scare anybody. I don't think that this is like something is going to crop up and your health is going to be so impacted that um, you're going to be like debilitated. I think it would be something that you would already know about or like be struggling with. Um, but also this could be like routines getting out of whack, or it could be coworkers having disruptions with coworkers. So, uh, cause that is something that rules the six or the sixth house rules over those themes. So you can always kind of figure out what this is going to hit for you. I also have a video on my YouTube channel called like your fate and destiny are shifting. And it, I want to say it came out like nine or 10 months ago and it was, it was basically an overview of what I'm talking about right now is if you go off of your rising sign, do not go off of your sun sign, go off of your rising sign. You can figure out exactly where this eclipse is going to be affecting you, um, which like house it's going to affect in Taurus. Uh, so I also see that we do still have a lot of retrogrades going on. We have Mars and Gemini in retrograde now. Jupiter's still in retrograde. I don't know why I thought Jupiter was going to be going direct. Like, is this correct? 
makes sense. What it says says that we have a Jupiter retrograde still. When I thought Daddy Jupiter went direct, maybe it was Daddy Saturn that went direct before. We still have a Uranus retrograde. We have Neptune. Oh, Neptune is in retrograde too. I feel like that is just going to make us kind of like foggy on the details because Neptune is already so like dreamy. And so I feel like when we have this in, I mean, it's not making that I can see. I don't have the aspect lines up though. I don't see that it's making any like harshness to this. Like it's not like on top of this eclipse or anything, but it looks like it might be making something though. Yikes. Uh, <clears throat> but I do feel like this can bring up like more confusion. Um, it sucks that we have Jupiter retrograde still too. I really thought that Jupiter, I thought daddy Jupiter had gone direct. I guess not. I don't know why I thought that as somebody that is Jupiter ruled, this is bad for Sagittarius just in general. We we're having, we're having a go of it. Um, what else do I want to tell you about this chart that I am seeing right now? I, I guess I just want to remind y'all that yes, eclipses are very intense. This one in particular, I feel like all eclipses are intense, but this one, because it is a, like, even though it's in Taurus, the reason that it's an eclipse is because we still have the sun in Scorpio at this time. And so Scorpio is still a part of this, even though it is a Taurus lunar eclipse, we have to consider Scorpio and the, how it is like sitting opposite of this. And I feel like the new moon was a lot more intense from my perspective because we had the sun and the moon both sitting in Scorpio. But I feel like when we have the opposing going on, it can also just be very transformative, very transformative. I feel like if we, even if we think about Taurus in general as well, what does Taurus rule? Taurus rules our finances, our stability, the earth. I mean, all earth signs have a correspondence to earth. I wouldn't say that Taurus is the ruler of the earth. Um, and also Taurus is a Venus ruled sign. And to me, we have Venus. Venus isn't making an exact opposing, but it is sitting opposite in Scorpio. So it is in opposition to the moon. And I do feel that this can also be a little bit harsh because especially because it is sitting opposite of a sign that it loves to be in. I feel like this can make a very harsh reality and we're not seeing things as beautiful or graceful. We're seeing the destabilization. So I would ask yourself this question, what in your life right now does not feel like it is planted on a firm foundation? And I think it's either going to go one of two ways. Either this is going to create like a mudslide in your life where that is going to be so knocked out from underneath of you that you are going to become completely destabilized in that sector of your life. Or this is an opportunity to recommit and to create the proper foundation that you need. So I don't like to look at these energies like they come to plague your life. I think it's ridiculous. I hate it when I see tons of fear mongering around astrology, because I do think that if you know what is happening, you can understand how to work with this energy. Now, again, I don't recommend magical practice personally, but do what you will. I don't recommend it personally. I don't think it's a time to create all of this newness in your life. I think it's more of a time of deep reverence and surrender. I think things that are great for this day as activities are going to be meditating, soaking in the bath, taking a hot shower, 
especially Taurus. Taurus is also the sign that to me really is very fixated on self-care. Uh, Taurus loves like luxurious self-care, but I also think that this is a reality check in your financial sector. This is a reality check in what is destabilizing you. And I think something else that we need to remember that is often forgot, if you have something serious coming up on this day, um, I will speak for myself. I was talking about this a little bit in my discord last night. I do have something very serious coming up, uh, on this day for me. And I was a little bit nervous about it at first, but you have to remember that, especially if it involves like another party, they have to deal with those repercussions too. It doesn't mean that things are just automatically not going to rule in your favor because everybody is there with that same chaotic, intense energy. So it doesn't mean that like things are just immediately going to go poorly for you because it's like, I feel like often we always want to put ourselves in the situation of every like catastrophizing. We want to say everything is going to go wrong and bad for us. I would also look at this time like an opportunity to restabilize. So if things have felt really destabilized, it doesn't even mean that you're going to get like worse news and destabilize more. This can actually be a strong opportunity where if you've dealt with a ton of destabilization, I want you to remember that, yes, this is an eclipse, which is more intense, but full moons are endings. They are closings of chapters. And so if you have been dealing with a ton of destabilization in your life already, this could be the end to that. This could be where that chapter finally stops and we start a new era of more stability, building ourselves on a firm foundation. And I think this actually has such great potential to see the divine at work for yourself. I think that where, again, I feel like a lot of people will catastrophize this day, where maybe even as I've been talking, I've made you feel a little bit scared. I don't want you to take this and think that only one way it can go. I don't want you to think that, oh, it's only going to be catastrophe because I'll speak for myself. I can see in my own life where I have had a lot of destabilization this year in particular. And the funny thing is for myself, I'll speak from my own experience. The destabilization in my life started during Taurus season and which fucking sucks because that's my birth month. It started during Taurus season and I have felt like this slow, like decline ever since then. And I feel like this is also the opportunity for that chapter to end, that chapter to close, and for newness and full transformation of this sector of my life to change. And without going into like too much detail here, because like, if you really want to know, there are things like I have talked about it on my Discord. It's just something that I don't really want to bring to the podcast right now. It's really not that big of a deal. The, the stuff that I am dealing with that has destabilized me in the past, this is like stuff I've dealt with for many, many, many years. And it has come with this like reoccurring pattern in my life. Even no matter how much work I do, no matter how much I've like tried to change it, it has seemed to be this reoccurring pattern. And for the first time in my life, like if this gives you, I hope this gives you hope with this. So just like stick with me. Okay. For the first time in my life, when it comes to being destabilized in the way that I have, I'm not crying myself to sleep over it. 
I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not so upset that I feel like I'm just going to combust. I'm not like, don't get me wrong. There's still pressure, but I feel like because of all of the experiences with this destabilizing pattern that I have witnessed and I've been a part of in my life, I have so much experience (laughs) that I feel like I've seen the divine work in such mysterious ways in my life and bring me out of these situations that this has only worked to increase my faith. This has only worked to increase like, it's okay. I know I'm going to be taken care of. I know that no matter what happens, everything will actually be okay. And it's going to work out better than I ever could have imagined. And I want you to take that if nothing else from this episode, if something gets destabilized for you, if you feel like you get bad news on this day, I want you to know that it's not here to just create destruction in your life, that you will be taken care of, you will be provided for. And I don't say that from like a religious sector either. I feel like a fucking pastor right now. (laughs) No, but I do feel that anything that gets taken out of your life at this time, if anything, It was something that was never meant to be yours. It was something that you were never meant to have. And something that is more stabilizing is going to come in its place. Something that is better for you. So I would encourage, and this is always what I encourage during eclipses, whether it's a solar or a lunar eclipse. And I know it's hard because we as humans, we want to fucking control everything. Every little minute detail, we want to control it. That's who we are. But sit in that deep surrender, sit in that knowing that no matter what happens, you will be taken care of. Know that no matter what happens, this thing was not for you and something better will come because what is for you will never pass you. And if something isn't for you, it will go and that's okay. It's okay to let go. It is only our ego that tries to control and hold and I have to have this, give me this. And when you can actually sit back and say, you know what? The best outcome for all people involved is going to happen. We will receive the best outcome and this situation will be okay. And I don't need to cling. I don't need to grab and grasp. I can let go. And I can know that whatever happens, whatever shakes out of my life, whatever comes that feels like destabilization, it's actually restabilization that is coming. And I feel like this is like the perfect representation of like the tower because people fear the tower card in tarot. I'm not going to lie. When I see it pop up for myself, I get that feeling, that sinking feeling of like, ah, shit, you know, but the tower actually is a message that is a blessing. Because the tower in tarot is, it is that you built some shit on shaky foundation and it has to come tumbling down so that you can restructure it stronger and better. And even if you have to do it 500 times over, eventually you're going to get that structure right. You're going to get that structure right and things are going to be solid and they're going to feel good. And I think that... This could come into your life in a major way. This could come into your life in a small way. I do, though, really think that it's a good day for sinking back into the self. I would not personally manifest on this day or set intention on this day unless it's just an intention for peace. And I think it's a good time to really care for yourself. Like I, during this eclipse, 
I probably will not work on the day of the eclipse. I mean, it happens on November 8th, which I believe is a Tuesday. <laughs> Perfect day to have a self-care Tuesday. <laughs> and just to kind of be with yourself, surrender, talk to the divine, pray. You know, I don't think you need to pray if you're not into that. I certainly do. I feel like I pray every single day. I don't pray to God, but um, I do pray like to my own spiritual team, to my own guidance every single day. And if that calls to you, if you don't like praying, don't do it. But if that calls to you, that's what I would recommend. You know, pull the journal out, pull your tarot cards out if you have them, pull your crystals out. Um, watch other people's astrology reports on YouTube that day. Just don't get caught up in the headlines that are probably going to pop out and the fear. I feel like there's so much fear mongering around eclipses and around things being terrible or destructive. And I just want to encourage you that no matter what happens, whether it feels like it's amazing or it feels like something that's really destabilizing, just know that the divine works in mysterious ways. We don't always know exactly why something is happening, but whatever, if anything is lost, it will be replaced and with something better. I really do believe that, especially when it comes to Taurus, who rules finances and stability, right? So, um, what else? I also feel like having a Mars retrograde at this time is, in my opinion, favorable. Like, I think having less intensity is a good thing, <laughs> but Mars isn't really making any heavy anything to this. So, um, what else? Is there anything else? I mean, I feel like also having a, hmm, I don't love a Jupiter retrograde, but that's my bias because I'm Jupiter dominant. Um, I'm Jupiter ruled rather, not dominant. Um... I feel like that's all I really want to say about this is I do expect it to be an intense time, but I don't think you have to be cranked up to 100. You don't have to tune into that frequency of the intensity. If you don't want to, you still have a choice. And I guess like, that's really what I'll close with is you have a choice. You can choose to dial into the intensity of the collective. You can choose to be super absorbed by Twitter headlines. You can be super absorbed in what everybody else is doing and thinking, or you can turn everything off and make today about you or make Tuesday about you or the days surrounding the eclipse about you and just surrender. Ask the divine what you can do instead of focusing on what you can't or what is being removed or changed. Because I do feel like this is energy that I don't think anybody is going to be escaping. Like, I feel like this is one of those, like, I feel like it's uh, the Divine Venus or Alyssa Trahan. I think that's her last name. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Alyssa Sharp. I think one is her maiden name and one is a married name. But the Divine Venus. Um freaking mother of astrology, I swear. Um, she says, I don't know if this is what she references this to. It might be a different kind of transit, but it's just the energy of what I'm thinking. So apologies to you, Divine Venus, if I'm misrepresenting your original context, I'm not trying to. But to me, what this feels like is it's that like wrecking ball. Like you could be in your house, chilling, meditating, doing what you got to do. But like, this is energy that I do feel like you're going to feel something regardless. But you get to decide how to react to it. 
So like she always describes it as like, you could just not go outside, stay in your house and meditate, but that's like a wrecking ball comes through your window. Like there's no escaping it. But I would argue that you get to decide how to react. And that's something I'll always tell you, you know, an intense thing could pop up during this, it could not. But you get to decide you take your power back when you stop, you pause, you take a deep breath, and you decide how you're going to assess that situation. Because that situation is, it's it is it's for you to decide what to do the energy is present, you get to decide what to do with it. And that is all I'm going to say the sun is finally coming up my coffee is probably cold. Um, I think that surrendering into this is going to be the best thing we can do. Remember that this is also closing a chapter. If you've already felt destabilized, this is maybe where some good news has the potential to come through as well. I don't think I said that, that this could also be good news. Um, again, I don't really subscribe to all of the fear mongering of eclipses or astrology that feels a little more intense. I think when you're aware and you know what to do or how you can take a moment to respond, I don't think it has to be this big, scary thing. And I do think that this can be an ending to a cycle that has been really hard for you. And that's honestly the intention I'm putting into it is that I've dealt with a lot of difficulty since the start of the Taurus eclipses. And over the last six months, I have just seen a lot of destabilization in my life more than I have in some time. And I'm looking forward to this chapter of my life finally closing because I have responded differently to it. And I guess like, I'm sorry. I know I said that that was the last thing I was going to say, but here we are. Um, know that if there's something you are wanting to take out of your life at this time, you have to decide to respond differently. If you see that there is a pattern like me that has continuously cropped up for you. Oh my gosh, I just got deja vu. <laughs> um, if this is a pattern or there is a pattern of destabilization that keeps coming up for you, I would ask you to respond differently. In the past, when I have felt that I have been destabilized in the Torian way, whether it's financially or just like my what gives me stability, I have always responded by hustling, hustling harder, pushing myself harder. And then I burn out eventually and I'm an emotional mess. And for the first time in my life, I have not been doing that. I've been saying, you know what, whatever's going to come is going to come. I have to get right with me and give myself respect and give myself grace and time and stop blaming myself for this. And I feel so much more at peace than I ever have before. I don't feel as stressed out. And I'm not saying that stress just like doesn't exist, but I know like intuitively, I know that this is me closing something major. I don't have to keep dealing with this reoccurring pattern because I finally decided to respond differently to it. And that's that, my friends, is how you get to mastery. You master something in your life when you finally respond differently than the way you did initially. And in any case, that's what I'm going to leave you with. <laughs> um, I hope you get some chill time during this eclipse. I hope you're able to set the intention for peace. I honestly hope that this closes out something major for you that you're ready to be done with. And nothing but love and luck out there. And uh, please, please, please do not forget if you enjoyed this podcast to give it a rating, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. But I think Spotify has a rating system too. So leave this episode a rating. It really helps us to get seen by more people. And 
uh, if you would like to support the podcast. One of the best ways to do it is just to join the Patreon. I know that with my podcast, I don't really offer any exclusives to the podcast uh, on Patreon. It's just, I don't even know how I would go about setting that up if I could give you like early access or anything. But uh, I do have like a 222 tier that is just like basically support. So uh, if you want to support the podcast, that's a great way to do it. You get extra content for doing it. Um, and, or you can rate it. If you want to do something that's free, you can always rate it. That helps me. And, um, that is what I have for you, my beautiful pumpkin. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Don't forget to check out all my links down below. If you want to go to my YouTube, my TikTok, my Twitter, my Instagram. Oh my goodness. I just like breathed in, but like choked on my own spit. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, anyways, the chaos, it ensues. Have a great weekend. I love you so much. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Actually, I have an episode. That's what you can do on Tuesday when you're chilling. You can listen to, to divine authenticity. You can listen to the podcast. Um, it's not about the eclipse though. The episode coming out is actually about like routines and how to stick with them. So, um, perfectly placed, I feel like for where this eclipse hits me in my like routines sector, but um, it's like a pretty lengthy episode all about routines and like how to recondition yourself to have routines. So I look forward to that. It's coming out on Tuesday. Um, I hope you have a great, a great lunar eclipse and I love you so much. I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.